We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Final nine seconds here in Washington. Preseason game number two. The Knicks becoming an offensive juggernaut. 125 the first game, 117 tonight. 18th point win for Tom Thibodeau's team. 24 three-pointers for the Knicks with two more tune-ups before the regular season opener on October 20th. Okay. Well, um, happy Saturday evening, everybody. Congratulations to those of you who are going out tonight, who went out tonight, who are out tonight right now. Um, Well, we just saw some history. Um, I don't know that uh, it counts. Because it's a preseason game and it's not real basketball. It's it is it is fake basketball. Um, but the Knicks in their seventy-five year history, as it were, or seventy-four year history, um, have never taken more than fifty-one threes in a game uh, until tonight, uh, when they just took fifty-two, thanks to Quentin Grimes, made a late three-pointer with uh, I guess under 30 seconds left uh, to give them 24 made threes on the night on 52 attempts. The only time that the Knicks have ever taken more than 51 or or, sorry, more than 50 attempts previously was uh, in 2017 in a four overtime game against Atlanta. Um, Their previous record for most in a regulation game was 47. So uh, all this is to say it's preseason, guys were firing away. But at the same time, um, I think it's notable that, you know, I, I wrote about this a few weeks ago. Derek Rose has a funny way of letting stuff slip out in, uh, pre- in media interviews. And he said a specific number. He said we want to shoot between 37 and 43s this year. Um, last season, the Knicks were uh, fourth from the bottom in the NBA. In threes attempted, they only shot about 30 a game. Um, You know, they have a ways to go to get into the top 10. I I also wrote about how I think that would be notable because this team is stocked with good three-point shooters. And if they could figure out a way to get into the top 10 uh, or even the top like 12 in threes per game, 
Uh, I think that would bode really well for their offense. Um, so good sign tonight that they are apparently putting their money uh, where their mouth is. Uh, thank you for uh, our first Super Chat contribution to Harry Donor. Harry is just – he's always – he contributes, never asks a question. You're the man, Harry. Thank you so much. Um, look, if you're sitting there and we've now watched uh, 96 minutes of, of basketball that does not count, and you are feeling like, man, I feel really good about this team, uh, probably too good about this team. They have played two games against one team that is a mediocre Eastern Conference team, another another team tonight that is a maybe a mediocre Eastern Conference team, probably not, probably less than a mediocre conference Eastern Conference team. Uh, granted, they played tonight without their best player. Um, and if you're sitting there and you're like, man, I'm starting to get really excited and the Kool-Aid is starting to go down really easy, um, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's hard It's hard not to get a little excited. Um, I was texting before with my, my good friend um, and transplanted New Yorker, current Californian, David Futternick. Um, about the last time we, we felt this excited about a team. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. And we both said it's, it's really the, the only team that comes close is the, the 2010-11 team because we had just gotten Amare and you had the young players on the team. Uh, Wilson Chandler was still there. Danilo Gallinari. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple of the guys. Um, you know, and there was just this feeling like, man, who knows what's going to happen with this team? And when watching them right now, um, it kind of feels like, I don't want to say like, where's the ceiling? Cause I think we know what the ceiling is. If you don't have a true superstar in the NBA, you kind of know what your ceiling is. But as far as like what this team could do and how good they could be this year, I think it's perfectly fair after two preseason games to, to actively wonder like, what is this team? Like maybe, maybe they're going to screw around and be a team that's going to be like considered a top 10 team all year long. I, I don't know that I'm I'm ready to say that quite yet because again, point guards are older. Um, I mean, that's really it. The point guards are older. <laughs> I don't really, like that's the thing is this team doesn't have a, a lot of obvious weak spots. Um, they could shoot it. Um, they can move the ball. Uh, they have guys that can create shots if need be. Um, and boy, they, they defend. I know they've got worse defensively with, with, I mean, Walker is, is a downgrade defensively. I get that. And, and, you know, Fournier is, you know, he's okay. He's fine. Um, they don't have Mitch right now. Noel major step up. Uh, they were whatever they were 24th in offense last year. Uh, again, it's only two games and, and we'll get into the specifics in a bit, but just looking at how this team is going about their business it sure feels like they're going to screw around and be at least a top half of the league offense, you know, top 15. Now where we start to have notions and get into some silliness is if we're like, well, what if they're a, what if they're a top 12 offense? What if they're a top 10 offense and they're a top five, six, seven defense. Then we, then we could start to really, get get crazy but we're, we're not there yet it's it's two fake games um let's hit up the super chat first um and then we'll get into some of the specifics of tonight because i feel like there's a lot to talk about daniel chang macri this has been beautiful basketball very beautiful basketball agreed the chemistry is uh incredible young talent and savvy vets stifling defense top three in the east man again i i don't for me to sit here and be like they're gonna be top three in the east i i, I don't know that um but i i wrote the other day i think they're gonna be a top six team and I think there's an argument that maybe the top 10 out of the top 10 teams in the league, I think you could argue that six of them are, are going to come be in the East. Um, just the East is, it might be stacked. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not putting any, any ceilings on this team though. Uh, I'll say that my main man, Aussie Knicks fan. Uh, I must not overreact to preseason game against the wizards, but damn, there are so many exciting, positive things about this Knicks team. Again, you're, you're paraphrasing what I said. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's nice to have a team with a plan on both ends of the court. Last season's team had a plan on defense, and on offense they had a plan sometimes. 
But there were also so many of those possessions that were just like left you shaking your head. This team has some has some work to do on offense. Uh, they had a lot of turnovers tonight, and um, that was really the only fault I could find. Uh, a couple of you know possessions where the, I wouldn't call them high quality looks, but by the same token, it's like this is the brand of basketball that we've been wanting this team to play for years. It's the brand of basketball that we see the rest of the league play, and we've been asking ourselves, why aren't we playing that way? And now they're kind of playing that way. Um, everything at the rim or behind the arc, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of what you want. And they have the personnel to execute it, uh, which is what makes it really exciting. Kevin Danishevsky, do you remember the Milwaukee game where the Knicks almost lost to that team's D squad? I do remember very well um, the one game Randall missed last year. No more. I'm pumped. That's a fantastic comment from Kevin. A fantastic comment. I would actually argue – Make sure I'm not forgetting something, but I'm sure I'm forgetting something. As I sit here and I try to recall back last season now, that game against the Bucks, I, I think the was the worst they looked all year. And may I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting maybe a game early in the season. Um they lost to the Cavs early on, uh, when they were pretty pretty healthy. Um maybe one or two others, but like that Bucks game was as ugly as a guy, and they 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 probably should have lost that game, um, and they eked it out, thank goodness. But like, just to to again to to prove Kevin's point, to to look at where that team was then, and to look at where the team is now, um, and it's it's not a comparison. Uh, so kudos to the front office. I don't know that they're going to get the respect that they deserve for the offseason that they had, um, but they sure deserve um, a lot of kudos for putting uh, this team together. And really not sacrificing any flexibility as far as I'm concerned. And um, you know, they still have all their they all they still have all their ammo for, you know, who knows what. We'll see. Uh stars, aka Brooklyn, play the rookies more, please. Need a cutlet too. <laughs> uh there is I think there's one cutlet in my fridge. I'm gonna have probably a bowl of uh strawberry mini wheats after I'm done here. I'm gonna try to be healthy. I had a, I had a good day today. We when we went out for a family walk uh to Prospect Park. I think I we walk like, I don't know, seven or eight miles or something today. Uh, so I'm feeling good about myself. Got to try to keep the, keep the, the dad bod in check. So no, no cutlets tonight. It's going to be a little cereal. Um, as far as playing the rookies more, look, I, I'm, I am not going to be in the business of, of criticizing Tom Thibodeau until, um, Tom Thibodeau gives me a real reason to criticize him. Uh, he knows how to get his team prepared for the season and um that matters you know i you know i'd love to see the rookies more too but i think they believe in what they you know they believe in practice uh they believe in the preparation they believe that what they're doing behind the scenes with the rookies is valuable and they certainly believe uh that the summer league experience for the rookies was valuable um so i i, I think they'll i think they'll be fine uh kevin danishevsky again on the negative side can Tibbs please stop playing Rose for the preseason? I get playing because he needs the rep, but McBride needs minutes and injury. Look, um, it was a, the, easily the scariest moment of the preseason was when Rose went down. Hopefully he's fine. Um, I'm not on the post game tonight. I'm sure Tibbs is going to say whatever he's going to say. I would be frankly shocked if we saw Derek Rose again this preseason. Maybe I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Maybe we'll see him a little in game three. Look, it's a fa it's a fair comment. If if like Derrick Rose, if that if we and we don't even know right now, but if God forbid something happens and he's lost for four to six weeks, we're gonna be looking at this like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I get it, but at the same time, you know you can't coach scared and. I'm not saying there isn't a balance somewhere. There is a balance. There is a balance towards what do you need to do to have your your team prepared? And again, to, to call myself out, I just said a minute ago, a few minute, a minute ago, that they believe in practice and they believe that practice is worthwhile and the whole thing. So thereby, um, why do you need to push these guys in games? And my comeback would be to myself <laughs> would be nothing replicates game action. Um, but again, there's a balance there. Do you need to play Derrick Rose 20 some odd minutes? Um, do you need to play Taj Gibson? I mean, Taj Gibson had a great game tonight. Do you need to play him 20 odd minutes? Where would they be without Taj if Mitch starts out the season hurt? 
Um, we'll talk about Jericho Sims, but um, it's a fair comment. I just, again, I'm, I'm, you got, you know, people got on me last year because I was a tips apologist. I'm going to be a tips apologist again. Uh, the man won the coach of the year award. Um, he, he righted the ship. Um, he deserves a little bit of leeway. Uh, I'm going to give him that leeway until he uh, makes it obvious to me that he no longer deserves it. So fair comment, but I'll, I'll give a little pushback. Um, be ready today. Thank you so much for your contribution of the super chat. Again, you guys with the preseason, it's not even real games yet. You guys are overly, overly generous. Thank you so much. If Walker and Rose stay healthy and Mitch comes in at least 75%, whatever that means, it looks like a number four seed. Um, if Walker and Rose stay healthy for the whole season, and I'm going to say that that means they play, they each play over 70 games. If Mitch plays, I think they're not going to put Mitch back in unless Mitch is 100%. So does Mitch play 80% of the games, 85% of the games? If they get Mitch and Mitch is Mitch, and again, we saw Mitch depart last season, arguably right after he had played his best game. Oh, shit. I mean – I don't know what's going on in Philly. Nobody knows what's going on in Philly. I think if Philly, I think as long as Embiid is healthy, even without Simmons, Philly is better than us. I'm sure I'm going to get some pushback on that, and I I totally understand that. Um, I just, I still have Philly ahead of us. But as far as, look, Miami obviously went out and got Lowry. They have Butler. they They have Bam. They have, you know, they have a good team. If we, if our point guards stay healthy and we bring this team and, and Mitch is there and the whole thing, like, why is Miami – maybe they have a higher ceiling than us. Zach Lowe has talked about this a lot recently on his pods. Um, I'm not prepared to say that Miami is a better regular season team than us. Than us. I'm certainly not prepared to say Atlanta is a better regular season team. They, they, they might be. They might be. But, again, I, that's why I'm like four, five, six, somewhere in that range. Boston, again, deserves to be in the conversation. I, I don't think four is crazy at all, but even anyone who wants to say, like, if this team stays healthy, they could be a three seed. I don't think that's nuts. Um, I don't see a whole lot of weak spots. Here's their weak spots. Their weak spots are when they face a team that is really engaged. Um, <laughs> I just got a text from Spencer Perlman that I'm not going to read. And Spencer, go, go back to enjoying life, uh, wedded bliss. Uh Shout out to you, Spencer. We love you here. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, you know, th- if they face a team that is really engaged defensively, um, the Knicks every other game or probably more than every other game are not going to have the best guy on the floor. And in the NBA, for as long as we can remember, if you got two teams that are really going after it and really playing hard, usually the team with the best guy wins. And uh, we're not going to have the best guy most nights. So, you know, but again, this is this is regular season basketball we're talking about. So I I, I don't know where to put the ceiling. Um, obviously, I'm excited a- after tonight. But and again, we've been talking for a while. Haven't even got into any of the specifics tonight, which we will get to in a bit. A couple more super chats first. Dan Hidalgo, J Mac. Can a team be too deep? No. <laughs> no. Not with injuries the way they are in the NBA today. Not with COVID still, you know, a thing. Um, what I, I'm not, Before I even read the rest of the comment, like, I love that this team, look, if they stay healthy and we go through an entire season with Quickly and Grimes and Knox and uh, Taj, I guess, you know, not really getting a lot of time, like, that's fine. That's okay. Like, I'm, I'm not prepared to be like, there's some kind of egregious organizational malpractice going on here. If, like, Deuce McBride only plays 500 minutes this year, 400 minutes this year, whatever it is, you know, Grimes too. Um, I, I just, I, I think they've earned this organization. Maybe this is a bit premature of me, but I think this organization has earned the right of the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're doing in developing their prospects and whatnot. Um, your boy Toppin finally got some run. Do you think Tibbs expands his rotation beyond five guys? 
with a six-man cameo. No, I think he's going to run 10 deep. I think he's going to run a true 10-man 10, 10 rotation. I think I think all 10 guys are going to play. I think Obi probably is pro- still going to play the fewest minutes um, of of the 10 men. That said, uh, Tom Thibodeau's thoughts on Obi Toppin start tonight, courtesy of Fred Katz. Shout out to Fred. Uh, really good. Uh, pointed out his defense specifically. Went for 13 points and eight boards. I, I love that Tibbs points out uh, Toppin's defense in the post game because as I was watching the game and I had I was recording on MSG Go, so I was it was a little bit of a tape delay situation. So I was going back and, and trying to watch Toppin's defense throughout the night. And it's as good a place to start on any specific player because obviously he, he filled in for Julius Randle. I thought Toppin, you know, for a guy that if you would have said before the draft. Um, Obi Toppin is going to be able to be a league average defender at the four. I I feel like what would he have been in the draft? Would he have been the third pick in the draft? Would he have been the fourth? Probably fourth, fifth pick in the draft. He fell to eight. He sure strikes me as a guy who looks like he's going to be a league average defender. Um, The anticipation is there. The positioning is there. The effort is certainly there. Foot speed. Um, I know we, we always we talked all all preseason or, or all pre-draft about you know he's got high hips, his high center of gravity, right? I think he's navigating it well. I mean, um, he had a couple of really nice blocks tonight um, on a guy that's you know I know Harold doesn't exactly have the most vertical lift, but I just you know when a guy looks like he could hold his own defensively. And you know when a guy looks like he can't hold his own defensively. And, and we'll, we'll talk about Knox in a bit. And Knox, had, I'm happy for the kid. He hit some shots. Um, I I don't know what's going to come of it. But, you, you know, you watch Kevin Knox on defense tonight. And the unfortunate truth is that, you know, Kevin Knox in year four, I still don't think he's an NBA defender. Um, Obi Toppin looks like an NBA defender. I don't know if he's, again, Tibbs specifically called him out or not called him out, called out a few weeks ago that the reason he's not playing more small lineups with Obi Toppin and Julius Randle together is because he's concerned about the rim protection. You know, am I prepared to say Obi Toppin could play like small ball five? No, I'm not prepared to say that, but like in little stints here and there, yeah, I'd like to see it. So getting back to the question, what does the rotation look like? How many minutes are guys playing? I, you know, I, I hope, and this is where I'll push back again against myself. I hope Tibbs extends past his comfort zone this year. And, you know, we Kemba and Rose put aside and, like, the center position put aside. But for everybody else, you know, go out there and play Emmanuel quickly 20-some-odd minutes. Go play. Let Obi Toppin play close to 20 minutes or, God forbid, over 20 minutes. You know, these guys deserve that time. Um, if anything, I'd rather see Alec Burks be the guy who's like kind of the 10th man in the rotation. That may seem crazy. Um, if Mitch comes back and he's healthy, maybe it's Noel, you know, but look, they're deep. They're deep. It's a good, it's a good situation. Uh, Tibbs said of Derek Rose, uh, just bump some bruises. Uh, he'll be fine. Of course, Tibbs says he'll be fine. Uh, all right, let's get back to the super chats. I've been rambling a lot. Uh, Mensa Smith. One thing we're underrating is the stability, uh, in what is still a pandemic. Everyone is vaccinated. Everyone is bought in, and we're ten deep, three seed. I love you. I love the confidence, Mensa. Um, to me, and again, this is, should be no surprise to anybody who's listened to me for a while. The buy-in, you know, I, 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 I don't know even what his stat line was tonight. Quite frankly, I don't care what his stat line was tonight. Kemba Walker, um, has had. Uh, let's politely say some injury issues over the last few years for that dude. And I know this is, this is Kemba, right? But I'll, I'll tie this together in a second for him to take a charge in a game that doesn't count. Now is Kemba doing that because he's on the Knicks or is Kemba doing that because he's Kemba? Here's the the best part. I don't really care. He, my gut feeling is to say he's doing it because he's Kemba, but like, again, it was was it a perfect situation? Hometown kid, buyout, whatever the case may be, opportunity for him to start. Yes, but they brought in that dude. They brought in Kemba Walker, and it's not just they brought in a talented guy. You know, I, I couldn't help but think to myself watching the beginning of this game when Spencer Dinwiddie um, and throughout the night really was going after Kemba. 
Like, man, Dinwiddie's trying to show him up. Dinwiddie's trying to tell him you should have you should have given me that um should have given me that third guaranteed year. Um, and I, I, I look if they had given it to him, would would he be a Nick today? I don't know. Um, but like they have a type, they have a type, and that's good. Um, because every, every, you're right, everybody does buy in, and I think it shows in their draft picks. I think it shows in their signings. I think it shows in who they brought back. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that because that's like I don't want that to be taken as a shot at Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock's fucking awesome, and uh, I think that was just about they didn't want to give him a third guaranteed year. But um, no, I, I I love it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Anthony Sixto, Taj found a small fountain of youth this offseason. Man, don't say that. Taj never lost. Taj, Taj has never left. Uh, he has always been young at heart. Really looks focused in the post. You think he's feeling he needs to earn some minutes back with Mitch Noah. Look, Taj... Taj is, is, you know, I hate to parrot Tibbs here, who, again, I, I drink the Tibbs Kool-Aid by the by the gallon. Um, Taj is just going to do whatever you ask him to do. And, 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 and Tibbs nails it when he says things like, if he starts for you and plays 35 minutes, he's going to be fine. If he rides the bench for five straight games, he's going to be fine. 
He's going to be the same teammate. He's going to prepare the same. He's going to be the same leader. He's going to be the same veteran. Um, and, and again, I could, I could somewhat attest to this because for the season that I actually covered the team live, just going in the locker room, like there was something about that dude. He's a special guy. He's a special guy, and I don't know whether he wants to coach after he retires. I don't know whether he wants to be in the front office after he retires, but I don't ever want Taj Gibson to leave the New York Knicks organization because there's a reason um, that he is my favorite current Nick. And uh, long live Taj. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Jason M., beautiful basketball. Just think how this team's offense was last year without Randall Night and Day. Completely agree. Uh, Ed Fournier, Kemba, and the improvements from OB and IQ. Yeah, I, I, so let's talk about some other guys. Um, I thought Fournier, again, Fournier is going to have off nights. Kemba is going to have off nights. I should probably actually look up what their stats were tonight as I'm rambling on. Um, it's it's the fear factor. Um, teams played the Knicks last season, and there wasn't much of a fear. Fournier, three for nine, but 14 points. Um, because I would imagine he got to the free throw line a lot. Yeah, six for six from the line. Uh, our, uh, Kemba Walker, uh, two of seven, uh, shot all but one one shot from, from three, six points. Um, and then we talked about Obi a little bit, his, off, his, his defense. Um, not a bad offensive night either. Had some nice moments. Eight rebounds. I like to see that. The beautiful dunk. Um, He's just a good passer, too. He's just a smart, heady player. And quickly, man, quickly only had three assists tonight, so you can add that to the seven assists he had in game one of the preseason. I uh, just – you want me to be all in on someone? It's funny because Andrew Claudio, Andrew Claudio, the esteemed producer of Knicks Film School, gets on me because I, I, I um, drive the Obi bandwagon. I think I'm higher on quickly. I think I'm higher on quickly ceiling. I think I'm higher on quickly as a guy who has the potential to be on the floor for 25 minutes of a game seven of, you know, whatever playoff series. I think quickly has that in. I don't know if it's at a, as a point guard. I don't know who he needs to be on the floor with, but that dude is just, and it's the subtle little things. There was a, a play towards the end of the game where he drove um, and did like a, a wraparound whip out pass to the three point line and somebody shot at three. And I don't even know if it went in. I don't care because like, that's a play that I don't remember him making a whole lot last year. And we're seeing these subtle little signs from Emmanuel quickly in this preseason so far. And it's just absolutely beautiful because my God, and I wrote about it this week in the, in the Knicks film school newsletter, no one said he doesn't need to be Chris Paul. He doesn't need to be, uh, you know, who, who, who are your more traditional, you know, point guards in the league. He doesn't need to be that. He just, he needs to be able to do certain things because if he could shoot like he sure as shit seems like he's gonna be able to shoot as a pro. Um, and obviously the floater is a huge component to that too. And then just make these basic reads and make these, and make these basic passes. Like, you can play 25 minutes for any team in the league. Um, and he could certainly play for this team. Again, he's a second year guy. Um, I, I'm so excited to see what we what we get from him moving forward. Um, and I, I'm very, very high in a matter quickly. I'll say that. Okay, let's we're gonna keep catching up on the super chat. You guys are just it's insanity here. Um, okay, I think I'm caught up. Zolo J. Do you think preseason wins say more about coaching or the players coming in ready and having chemistry? Um, both. Because if the players are coming in ready and they have chemistry, then the coaching is, right? Then the coaching is good. Um, I think it's just that they prepare. You know, Fournier had a had a, uh, a clip last week, I think, beginning of last week maybe, where he talked about, like, they're not fucking around here. Like Tibbs is an old school coach and this is serious. Like again, it's, it, it goes part and parcel with, with Derek Rose playing, you know, 20 minutes in it, wherever he did. Like they prepare so that on day one, they're ready to win basketball games. Um, and Tibbs won't tolerate anything else. I think, I think it all goes together, but obviously you need the buy-in. You need the buy-in. Um, 
I just saw your comment, Andrew. C.T. Pittman, patron saint of the Knicks uh, Film School uh, YouTube live streams. Good showing tonight. My only concern is Tibbs giving some of our guys too much burn. Don't want any injuries before the regular season. So let's just – we'll say exactly what it was. Okay. Um, most minutes tonight, R.J. Barrett, 31. Um, spoiler alert, I'm predicting uh, – I don't think I put this in my predictions column, but R.J. Barrett will lead the league in minutes this year. How you doing? Kimball Walker, 21 minutes. Derrick Rose, 19 minutes. Toppin, he's a kid, 28, who cares? Taj, 22. Fournier, 25. Burks, 23. Um, and everybody else is young. So, look, I, again, it, it's a matter of how important do you think these minutes are to prepare adequately for game one. And, again, to go along with that, how important is it to be super, super, super ready for game one? Um, I, again, I, in Tibbs, I trust if you don't, I, I'm, 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 uh, sympathetic, uh, the flying machine collective really looking forward to playing one of these four to six seed type teams, less defense, more offense. Clearly this year, we're going to need to gut out, gut wins out. Um, they got added a lot of wins last year. I think they'll still play close games. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they had more blowouts. I feel like the team didn't have a ton of blowouts last year. I know we had a few. Um, not any blowouts against decent teams, or maybe a few, but I'm not remembering a lot. Look, opening night, Boston, um, that's a home game. Go out and win that fucking game. Just go out and win that game. Um, everybody's saying Boston's going to be better better than you. They were a seven seed last year. You were a four seed. The only improvement they made of note is a point guard that the Knicks could have had if they wanted. Um, didn't want him. And we have their point guard from last year. Go beat Boston. That's like, you know, you, you never want to say game one is a huge game, but and it's not a huge game, but go win that game. I think that's important. Uh, I'm excited for it. Greg Film Stuff, welcome back to the Super Chat. My boy Jay, LOL. Randall doesn't have to kill himself this year. I don't think Randall has to kill himself this year. Obi almost made me tear up versus Indy with the crossover spin move and score, and we legit have a bench unit where you lose nothing when the starters are out, top five. Everybody's kind of saying the same thing. They're deep. Um, Obi, I think, is playing with confidence. Quickly, quickly, always played with confidence. Um, RJ, can I? We haven't talked about RJ Barrett tonight. So, who was RJ their leading scorer? RJ Barrett was their leading scorer um, with 18 points on 12 shots. So that's so funny. RJ Barrett ended up with 18 points on on 12 shots. And if you watch the game, you would you would not necessarily think that RJ had the best game. And the reason for that is how many turnovers did he end up with? Did he get any in the second half? He ended up, he had five turnovers. And um because he was trying some stuff out in the first half. And I actually love the fact that he had the turnovers that he had, especially the ones in the first half, because I liked I liked the idea behind the moves that he was trying. It felt like he was attacking the rim at angles that looked pretty good that were maybe a little bit uh, switched up from some of the stuff he did last year. He got swiped. There were a couple of calls that he thought he should have gotten. He didn't get them. You know, I don't really care. He, when I think about guys playing with confidence, and I'm not saying RJ didn't play with confidence last year. He did. But he just seems like a guy who – completely trusts every facet of his game, every single facet of his game. He ended up with four assists. Um, the three ball, I mean, what what can you say about the three ball other than that it's it's uh, it's melted butter. It's melted butter that uh, you just give me some lobster. What, what should we do with our lobster? What's the best side dish for lobster? That's my one complaint about lobster. What is the perfect side dish for lobster? Because lobster is so good. That there is no perfect side dish. You can throw some corn. 
some fries, maybe do a little little like mashed potatoes. Like it's it's lobster. Nothing goes but like lobster stands on its own. In any case, he is the melted butter from three that you pour over the lobster or that you dip the lobster. That's how silky smooth his three is right now. Um, he was four of eight from deep, uh, four of six from the line. I guess he missed his last two. So I think he started four of four. Um, I just love his approach right now. And what I'm really happy about is it seems like he is, you know, you might have thought with Kemba coming in, with Fournier coming in, um, that he was going to take a step back in the offense or be relegated to like a third or fourth banana. I think he's, he's going to be the number two guy. He was the number two guy last year. I think he's going to be the number two guy this year. And that's how it should be. Number three pick in the draft, third year, he should be your number two guy. Um, and that's no disrespect against Evan Fournier. That's no disrespect against uh, Kimball Walker. RJ should be the number three. And it seems like he is. So good for him. Sam Stavis, so happy to be back in the NBA season with Knicks Film School and you, Macri. Thank you, Sam. Please talk about Quickly Barrett and Obi as the future. Um, I've talked about them individually tonight. Collectively, you know, the one – talk about Knicks getting absolutely no respect on all these lists that come out. One place you won't ever see the Knicks appear is on any of these lists that rank the best young cores in the NBA, right? Because the Knicks don't have a young guy who who, who – projects as like a future MVP candidate or a future, um, you know, multi-time All-NBA player or whatever it is. Um, and that's just fucking nonsense because, no, well, uh, R.J. Barrett in his own right should be part of that conversation. But, like, just R.J., Obi, and Quickly are three guys who are, uh, what are they, 23, 21, and 21 years old or maybe quickly 22, whatever they are. They're three kids. They played significant minutes for a playoff team that last year. And now they've gone and they've worked on shit over the course of the summer and they've come back and they're clearly better. It's obvious. All three of them are better. Like, and that's why like the, the one thing I want for, from this year is, and why I really hope we don't like, like the rumors don't start or anything. I just I want to watch this team this year. I don't want to talk about the rumors and I don't want to talk about trading any of these kids for stars. And I, I'm not naive enough to think that that's not going to be something that's in the cards one day. But they've really assembled themselves a nice little core, and I think they may have something with Grimes and, and McBride too. We haven't seen it yet, but I, I, I like both of them. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I just saw. Who is this? Alejandro Hondro, the ball movement. That one ping, 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 ping with the OB3, best possession of the preseason. Um, loved it. Deepak Seshadri. Knox might have hit some shots, but he legitimately looks like a drunken gazelle out there. I haven't talked about Knox. So we look, Knox, what did he end up? Four for six from three? I don't even know. Uh, four for six from three. Good guess. Um, I don't like. Tibbs is not – he's not going to put Knox out there if this is how he plays defense. And I'm, I'm not even saying his defense is bad. But, like, Tibbs is not going to put anyone out there on defense that he doesn't trust completely and totally. And um, Knox had, you know, a couple of moments out there tonight where – like, there was one moment um, where it was a, a, a semi-transition, not, not true transition, semi-transition. And the ball went into the paint, and it pinged to the corner, I think, and then out. And then the guy that Knox was responsible for, uh, it was Bertans, hit a hit a wide open three. Um, and 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 Knox came down, and he he dug into the paint, right, which is what you're supposed to do. You come down, it's if it's transition or semi transition, you dig into the paint. That's that's what Thibodeau calls for, right? But you you have to. It's not like there. There's an extra step in your mind that you have to make, where it's like, okay, I'm in transition. I have to. I have to dig to make sure that there's no easy layup. But there needs to be an extra step, where it's like, 
oh, wait a minute. I, I can't just commit fully to the paint. I have to kind of hedge a little bit and make sure if the ball pings around, I can get back out. And that's why one of the blocks that Obi had, I absolutely loved it because it was he was calling out assignments on the way down. His positioning was perfect because he was had a hand on the on uh, I think it was Harold in the paint, but he was still ready to hop back out to his guy on the three point line. And then the ball went down into Harold, and he was perfectly positioned to be able to um, jump up and contest the shot. And he got the block. And again, it's a it's a small thing, but that's a difference between a basket and not a basket. So, you know, Tibbs is not going to bench guys. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. Obi may not have hit four of six from deep, but that's not going to like prevent Obi from getting playing time and, and give Knox playing time. Tibbs cares. He's a process guy. We know he's a process guy. Um, and I, I just, you know, I look, I don't know what's going to happen with Knox, whether he has trade value or whatever, but um, we'll see. That's all. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, let's, uh, we got a couple more here and, uh, then we'll, we'll finish up. I can't believe I'm talking preseason game, 40 minutes. What can you do? Um, as my wife is here with our youngest. Hello, Dave. Hi. How you doing? Good. I see the child is awake. Why is that? Why, why, why do children not sleep? If you put a child in, in their, the place that they were supposed to go to sleep in, they should sleep until you tell them not. There are no tricks. There are no tricks. No, there are no tricks. We we know there are no tricks. What are you at D Koozie back? Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, do you think Sims Sims makes the team in the end? If not, who do you think gets the 15th spot? Um, Sims is already signed to a two-way, and uh, the league has carried over the very um, liberal uh, two-way rules from last season where two-way guys can basically play most of the, most of the year with the, with the big club. Um, so they're in a good spot with, with Sims. At some point, it will turn into a situation like it was with Alonzo Trier a few years ago where they had to um, convert him to a, a regular contract. But, like, look, they're gonna, they're fine with Sims. They'll, they'll have Sims for as much as they need to. Hell, if they need to convert Sims to a regular contract, they can convert Sims to a regular contract. But like that's why you have these two way spots. So don't worry about Sims. He'll be fine. Um, the 15th spot on the roster, I think, is is interesting. Um, Tibbs apparently did not. I, I didn't. I wasn't on the, the pregame presser today, but he apparently didn't give uh, Dwayne Bacon the most ringing endorsement. I don't know. I think they. It's be interesting if they keep it open. Um, they can't acquire salary because they're over the cap. Um, but you know, you never know who shakes free. But uh, you know, they'll take someone into the year. Maybe it's Wayne Selden. I, I don't really think about it. Sims. Look, Sims is an NBA player. That's all you could say about Jericho Sims. He's an NBA player. They got him with the fifty-eighth fucking pick in the draft. It was a nothing pick, and they got him. So. Uh, good for him. Jeff Smith, thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. We appreciate you. All right, we we got some tips here. Uh, John Sal says Benadryl keeps kids asleep. Is that legal? What is legal? In Mexico, it's probably legal. Um, let's. Uh, we'll take a couple more comments that we get out of here. Heart Store Media. Would have liked to see Valdosa make the club. Eh, I would have liked to see Valdosa be healthy. But we really didn't need him after signing Kemba. Before we signed Kemba, he made uh, sense. Um, David Foote, <laughs> Tibbs is keeping kosher. <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> great. David Foodenick, I love you, man. Um, asparagus, I don't know what that comment is. Um, all right, there we go. I think we're done here. Um, thanks everybody for, for checking out the, uh, post game live stream. If you're listening, uh, on, uh, your preferred, uh, podcast platform, uh, don't forget, give us a rating review. And if you have, if you're somehow missed the fact that we interviewed Jeff Van Gundy in the episode that dropped on Friday, 
um, go check that out because it was a really fun conversation. And um, Coach was just absolutely generous with his insights, with his um, opinions, and him being forthright and everything. Um, Jeff Angundy's the fucking man. And uh, we love him here at Nick's Film School. And yes, I see my producer extraordinaire, Andrew Claudio, just dropped a link to our Patreon in uh, the chat. For anybody who's not on board with the Patreon, we are going to be doing a double episode, I think, this week, in which myself, Jeremy, Andrew, and uh, and Chris are going to be drafting all of the teams uh, based on their win totals. And, of course, I will win. And can we play some money on that? And then I think next week – is it next week, Andrew, or is it the week after? At some point in the near future, we'll be doing a Patreon pod in which I talk about my 75 greatest players of all time. I am at the very last stages, very last stages of putting together that list. Um, let me tell you, if anybody out there is sitting at home and on a Saturday night and being like, I know what I want to do right now. I want to rank the, the or, or pick the 75 greatest players of all time. Here's my tip. Don't do it. Do not do it. It is an unhealthy exercise and it will drive you fucking crazy because I have been engaging with this task for the last month and oh my God, um, it's, it's, it's just impossible. It's just, it's just really impossible. Um, it's been fun, but it's, it's been hard and it's been impossible. But that being said, I look forward to sharing those thoughts with everybody um, again on our Patreon pod uh, soon. And uh, that's it. Everybody enjoy your Saturday. And we will see you with a brand new episode. Me and Jeremy uh, dropping uh, Monday at midnight or Sunday at midnight. Um, Knicks are good. So nice to say that. Knicks are good. Take care.